This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. SR was ridiculous. Oh, who's three wheeler? That was a week before we can talk about it. Did you drive Alex's or somebody else's? I don't know who. who, No, that's right. He's got one. Who's that guy? He's a bald head. Uh, He's the guy at Jalopnik. uh, Well, he's all over the place. Yeah, I know who. I know who you're talking about. I've read that article. No, no, I don't know where they got the car. I think they sourced it from a Morgan dealer in northern uh, New York somewhere. That's funny. Probably they sell press cars and stuff. Uh, That's a uh, fucked up car. Oh, I love that thing so much. All right, well, (laughs) and the one I had left me stranded for four hours. Are we rolling? Well, it's we didn't come in clean, so let's yeah, give it a break. Oh, then... it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, hey, welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and this is episode 85, which has zero numerical significance, uh, but there you go. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, tonight, we have Zach Clapman from the Smoking Tire Place, podcast producer Christoph Hayes. I decided to change your name to Christoph because I think that's cooler. Yeah, Eskuten. <laughs> and uh, joining us this evening is Michael Donovan Ferriston Jr. Wow, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you for reminding me what I used to be called. <laughs> uh, you know him better as Spike Ferriston, uh, and I just wanted to prove that I've done some homework, and mm-hmm. thank you, Wikipedia, for that one. By the way, uh, Massachusetts guy. We're massholes. We are massholes. There are a few here at the table. Uh, yeah, there are. Wikipedia, well, he's a California jerk You can off. see it right in his face. Oh, by the way, you can yeah, swear on this if you want. Hey, look at his skin. It's all <laughs> colors. I just want to point out that you all moved to my state. Yeah, yeah. we did. But I'm right. the asshole. You are, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Wikipedia says Fall River, but everything else says West Bridge. Fall River. Fall River? I was born in Fall River, yeah. Okay. And I uh, used to talk like that. Like Emerald? Um, Bam! Was Emerald Legassi born in Fall River? No, or he just saying has he used a to talk shop, like, No, right. I used to have a really terrible Boston accent. But now, as you can tell, I'm Californianized like you. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm right. I'm normal. See, right. I'm the same way. My brother lives in Long Beach. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. What happened to I you? I have nothing. My dad was in the Navy, so I've got nothing. But my brother sounds like an extra from The Departed. Your brother? Yeah. Sounds like an extra. He's uh, he's a big <laughs> MMA guy, and he'll fuck you up. Um, I kind of miss talking like that, because now it's kind of cool, especially out here in L.A. Hey, Kate, you want to go back to the whole guy. fucking thing for the whole show? Yeah. I, I don't think I would have my own show, though, if I spoke that <laughs> when way. When I, when I first moved out here, I still had a slight accent, and Goodwill Hunting was still popular with mm-hmm. young women. Oh, yeah. oh I played that great. shit up. It was it, it <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon, I remember I was writing for Seinfeld, met Matt Damon in a bar, and a friend of mine introduced me, and he goes, this young kid here, he's just moved out here from Boston, he wants to be an actor, his name's Matt Damon, I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, and he goes, you guys should hang out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll call you, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> you and I should hang out, I was writing for Seinfeld at the time, so I could not be bothered with right. a young actor's name, Matt Damon, you saw the Oscars that year, you're like, oh, shit, he's way more successful, <laughs> Significant. I really more. screwed that one up, when I was working in Santa Monica, there was a couple times where I'd run in, and he'd be coming in, like, going shopping because mm-hmm. my office is right on the promenade actually in in larry david's old office actually uh-huh. and uh when i was there i used to come in behind him every once in a while and it was everything i could do just not to scream out man damn it i don't want to diverse you know scramble away on a matt damon topic but you just did the south park team america voice mm-hmm. they actually were going to have him <laughs> in the movie but the puppet came in and they said it looked so messed up <laughs> that they decided to make 
his character what you saw in the movie. I, I, I love that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so back to what we're talking about. Uh, before we dive into what you're up to now, Spike, I'd like to chat a little bit about your past. Sure. That's all right. Um, you're sitting next to a few folks who love comedy. Uh, Zach is brave enough to get up and do it in front of people. I like to cower behind a computer and uh, <laughs> write bits. Um, but you, I mean, you have a hell of a, of a, a career here. Yes. For comedy stuff. Um, you've written for SNL, uh, Space Ghost, which is awesome. That's right. Letterman, Dana Carvey, The Simpsons, and Seinfeld. Uh, and anybody listening to this, if you're a fan of comedy, that's I'm not going to say Murderer's Row, but it's pretty damn high up. That was the only comedy I think there was back then. So <laughs> really no, that's true. Started yeah. bouncing around to a lot. Of back in 19 diggity two. Yeah. Yeah. 19 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, Letterman was the show when I was in college. That was the only show on TV that was doing insane stuff. Like now, insane stuff is in TV commercials. You can right. see it anywhere. But there was this just one beacon of insanity that that every night I would be home in college in Boston, you know, smoke a joint and throw on Letterman and lose my mind. There you go. Just go, here's a show for, for a the while. kids. Conan had it going for a while, too. This is way before Conan. Yeah, I know. This is way before Conan. <laughs> you guys were co-workers, probably. Conan and I both started on SNL at the same time. He was a writer and I was a lowly receptionist. <laughs> but we all started the same year at SNL. Were you still trying to make your music thing happen? Or did you just No. I, away? Music was a huge mistake. I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, which is a fine school. Oh, you did? I just didn't... Uh, you know, I was a small town rock star in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. So in a town of 8,000 people, I was the shit. And then I went to Boston and, you know, it just wasn't happening. You, you played the beatbox, right? I beatboxed. Yeah, breakdanced. I did the whole deal. Um, but, you know, it was just who I was back. I didn't have the courage to, like, call my parents and go, boy, this I made a huge mistake with college. I just panicked for three years and then thought, I'll just segue into TV. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to pause for one second because we need to let Blake in because he's here. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, we stopped there for a second, and Mr. Blake Z. Wrong, the famous automotive former journalist, had to, is had to fight through hell on the 10 and the 405 and near-death experiences on my Moto Goodsy to get here. Well, that's because so. you ride a bike. Damn right, because I'm that's, cool. That's just oh, life. Wow. That's great. He's got a very nice minutes. bike. You're wearing a zip-up cardigan. <laughs> yes, I am. Tough guy. Flapping in the wind. Fighting <laughs> tooth and nail, but you know. and looking classy. At the same Do you time. remember where you and I met? We met a couple places we, on the roof met, of the Peterson. Uh, yeah, at the, at the Jalopnik Jalopnik Film Festival. But then, then a couple like, oh, weeks that later? weekend, that same weekend, we were looking at the same suite, three fifty six on a PCH. It was awesome. At, near the Malibu Country Mart, there was a yeah. little three fifty six for that? sale. Did I buy it? Yeah. No, I didn't buy it. Real Somebody one? did no, buy it, it, though. They yeah, were asking was, a lot of money it for gone, it. Like, the next so week, it, had, it, it had to be real then, right? A week later, yeah. yeah, I talked to the guy. I saw him. He got a good number for it. wasn't him. like a 65 nice. Beetle. I don't even remember what it was. But <laughs> there's the two of us just standing out there like idiots. Hey, nice car. Yeah. Taking my kids, I, nope. left my, I left yeah. my kids in the park, as I recall. <laughs> 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 I got to go look at that car. Just, don't don't run off. Don't don't leave. give me a second. Kids are like, I understand, Daddy. Yeah. So we were talking about your comedy history it's storied for folks like us who love comedy uh simpsons that was means i'm old by the no, way no 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 the simpsons <laughs> I, I i feel old because i was just thinking I'm about sure. i was looking at uh, on my apple tv that i just bought which is not great uh it sucks with my tv they don't talk well but um the fx channel has every simpsons 
Yeah. And um, I, I, the number of seasons blows my mind uh, because I, I stuck with it. I started with Tracy Ullman, stuck with it wow. as long as I could. God, Jeff, and I, you're a Simpsons in recent hipster. years, I was. I yeah, I loved The Simpsons for a long that? time. And you did the um, the um, Sideshow air Bob's show, the air show yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I read somewhere that it was um, not your basic ideas were there, but the <laughs> I didn't. You know. This is how it worked. It's, I was a writer for Letterman. I wrote there for like five years, and someone, George Meyer, called me up and said, you want to write an episode? And I was like, yeah, but I was lying. You know, I, was like, <laughs> I didn't really. I was working hard on Letterman. But uh, they said, come on, come on out, and you, you go, and you sit down in a room for a table like guys, you know, like this. I had no idea how to write half hours, how long they were supposed to be. And they go, we're just going to all riff ideas, and here's the story, and we'll you'll leave with a pile of notes. And, you know, at the end of the day, they handed me 22 pages of notes, and they said, put it together. Damn. That's it. But, like, that was the only instruction. So. Right. Do they then hand you a bottle of SSRIs to go along with that page of notes or <laughs> no, what? No, it's just – no, nothing. And I was just, so I went back, wrote for Letterman that week, and would write this thing in the weekends. And, you know, <laughs> mysterious process. Then it aired, and they weren't happy with it. Or, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm that, not quite sure. But, I, you know, I, I didn't <laughs> want to write for cartoon characters after that. <laughs> I really like working with people. Well, there was just – I just watched uh, another show. James Franco just had a movie about mm-hmm. a behind-the-scenes of SNL. And right. that writing process seems like batshit <clears throat> that's crazy. That's great. That's so much fun. Like, hey, let's stay up until 8 a.m. But that's – yeah, that's a ticking clock, though. Yeah. It's Saturday at 11.30. It's gotta, going off whether you're ready or not. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's scary. you got to be young. you got to have no family and no other life. Sleep and in your office. just an obsession, and then it's a blast. Yeah. It's a thing. We do this all without the cocaine they had when they started the show. No, it was still there when I was there. <laughs> uh, so, In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I interned for the guy who's responsible for it. Nice. <laughs> so throughout all of this, have you always been a fan of cars? Um, since I was a kid. You know, I, uh, you know, it really picks up with Letterman. You know, Letterman was a car guy, obviously right. still is, owns a racing team, and he uh, had heard I was, and he and I would talk a lot about cars, and he educated me a lot. And, you know, actually invited me down to Santa Monica Airport to drive his collection when we were out here for the Emmys one year. And, uh, Did that, that was piss the... off all the other writers, like this fucking guy in the car? <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's, you know, it's also terrifying to have alone time with Dave. I right. mean, I think I was showing up to his hangar. Um, I had known, been on the show for two months. You know, I hadn't, I barely met the guy, and now I'm alone with him in a hangar in Santa Monica Airport. He's like, hey, Spike, here's a Porsche 356. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you got to drive these cars, this order. And he put me in a, uh, a 356, then a 914.6, and then a uh, Ferrari Dino. Oh, you know, wow. just some incredible cars. Yeah, and that escalated quickly. Really new, <laughs> you know, because I grew up in Massachusetts. It's American muscle cars. So yeah. we're Grand Torinos, Ford Torino 500s, Chevy Novas. Chevy Novas, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So these, these cars were just, you know, making me laugh. And, uh, you know, I go from there to Seinfeld, and you know what that guy's up to. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of our good friends takes care of Seinfeld's cars for him. Who's that? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, actually. but Beyond- Gianni? Uh, no, no. Oh, I know that guy. I've met him though. Oh, yeah, he's an that's, asshole. That's Sam Gavigliano's son. Mm-hmm. But um, my mom was out here somewhere in the middle of that mess, and I said, you know, and it was like, look at all these cars I got, because you know, it was working, making a little money. I started buying some of the cars I had driven, and uh, she's like, oh, you've always been obsessed with cars. And she had my diary or her diary of when I was two years old, and it said, two years old, obsessed with cars. Three years old, obsessed with cars. Won't <laughs> stop funny. talking about cars. Nice. And then I remembered like going down to the exotic car dealership in in Matt, West Bridgewater, which was uh, shut down by the FBI because they were <laughs> like stolen parts and they were welding nice. cars together. <laughs> of course. 
And, you know, my, nobody else in my family really was into it. I had one uncle who um, liked bikes and gave me a Hodaka Combat Wombat. Do you know what those are? Those I've little heard of that. Yeah. If anybody's going to know what bikes. the table it's yeah. like. I mean, yeah, it's... I know obscure hipster motorcycles. I totally <laughs> he know bought that in the in the 60s or 70s. I don't even know what year it was from. But, he, you know, he was just the hip uncle. He was like, I'm going to tell your dad you need to store it in the garage and that you need to drive it every week. And I'm like, Here, drink awesome. this. It's called a PBR. <laughs> It'll make a man out of you. <laughs> that's awesome. And, It'll uh, make a you know, anyway. Yeah, that right. that's that started the whole thing off, I guess. Yeah. So, what's your car history been like? I mean, what's what's what do we have in there? It's well, the first car was a, a Torino 500, a '71 Torino 500 that my dad bought for me and my brother. That's for, a hidden headlights one, right? Um, geez, I don't know. I don't remember because my brother wrapped it around a telephone pole oh. two weeks later, and <laughs> that was the end of that car. Suppose the says. headlights are superfluous at that point, aren't they? Right. Yeah, but no. the headlights would have been intact if it's wrapped around it. He. <laughs> tried to pull the dent out of it which was like a big <laughs> u-shaped gent by putting a chain this is what i remember about it he and his friend the next morning i woke up because i heard this noise in the backyard he had a, a metal chain wrapped around a tree and somehow wrapped through the fender like they drilled a hole in the fender uh-huh. and he was just doing donuts around this tree and pulled the whole <laughs> hey sully the give car. it a little fucking gas <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly awesome. my Don't brother be a fucking pussy <laughs> he's gonna be on the show tomorrow night you'll you'll we'll talk more about that but you'll understand it when you meet him he's just i'm not gonna say more he's a delightful young man that i love but <laughs> so he's i saw that at lemons once by the that way that was the end of that car so after that i drove my dad's ford granada I mean, and then we had a Honda Accord. That was like the big news in my family that we had a five-speed <laughs> Honda Accord. Nice, you know. And the that Ferristons have gone imported. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a big scandal, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. There were a lot of neighbors who were that. very upset about it. Yeah, no kidding. They were really upset. How can you buy an import? Massachusetts is the most progressive, unprogressive <laughs> state. Um, there was but just this uh, is a long time ago. This is there was. A really I just long saw the greatest description of Massachusetts ever. It was in. Uh, it was Bill Burr's Comedians in Cars episode, oh, right. and they're in Bill Burr and Jerry are in a cigar shop, and, and he says it's like racist San Francisco. <laughs> like, he's like all the history, all the architecture, all this wonderful stuff, and if you want to slip an N word in there, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's so perfect. messed up, having, but it's so perfect. Having lived both places, yes, he's absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, a, there's a lot of Leonard Skinner and gun racks and farms in my town, which doesn't make sense when I think about and it. See, now, I live, I live, I grew up right, literally right next to the city, like off the blue line. Where's that? Uh, Winthrop, Mass. Oh, so Winthrop. Like right, you land the plains, you skim us. Um, well, you know, we're Brockton. We're West Bridgewater. Do you know that yeah, area? Yeah. Bridgewater Correctional Institute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My brother knows it better than I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shrewsbury. That's Volvo's and NPR tote bags. Shrewsbury. That's <laughs> yeah. where the rich folk live. Exactly. So y- y- we've moved on now. And you started a show on Esquire. Yes. Car yes. Matchmaker. Car Matchmaker. Basic premise is people come to you for help finding a car. You help them point them in the right direction. I can back it up and tell you, because I know you guys all deal with this. I'm just the car guy in my kind of group of friends and neighborhoods, so people are always coming to me for advice. Sure. And there was a year, a few years ago, where I had a hand selling 20 or 30 cars <laughs> while I was at my computer writing, because I'm a comedy writer, mostly writing scripts all the time. But I love to just, you know, wait, procrastinate. Wait, wait. Your friends actually listen to the advice that you give them? That year, I had a very good year. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, Mostly, they, you're right. They just yeah. want you to validate their choice. Exactly. exactly. Validation. But I do that. I do, I do that. Louis C.K. was a guy like that who called up and he's like, you know, I, I, I need a car that needs to be like an office because I edit in it. I got to bring my girls to school. 
And he goes, and I'm looking, and I love this new Lexus, this other thing, but there's this Porsche Panor- Panamera, <laughs> and it, you know, and Seinfeld was talking about it. He goes, what do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I want you to go drive the Range Rover Sport, because I'm in love with that. And it's it, that's my office car. Like, I think of an office car that does everything. But I can tell you're just looking for permission to buy the Porsche Panamera. <laughs> so just go do it. You're going, I don't know. And... You know, a week later, he buys the car and calls. He's in love. He's just in love with it. So that's like an example where I'm validating somebody's good yeah. choice. You know, if someone's making a big mistake, you know. Right. Getting back to the show, you know, there was a woman, um, uh, Oprah Winfrey's producer, Ellen Rakuten, who I was helping, who didn't take my advice, just like you're saying. She called me one day and she said, you know, you were right. I was wrong. Uh, you know, she knows Seinfeld. Seinfeld told me to get it, uh, this Porsche and to get it painted a sample. And you said, just go down and buy it on the lot. This is your first car. He's out of his mind. He's doing things to cars that shouldn't be done. <laughs> and they, they messed the color up. And you were right. And I'm, you know, I'm not happy with it. And, uh, and was just, it one of, oh, it was one of the, how much is a paint a sample too? It's gotta be, a few I don't know what it was, but I just, right? I said, her name's Ellen Rackton. She's a sweetheart. And I said, uh, you're just not that, you're not him. He's bought a million of these things. You know, he's doing paint to sample wheel he's caps like and his own selling her on uh, European and, delivery and right. colored he, seat belts. He's got the leather wrapped air He's operating he at a level. Them. He's always about at least eight years ahead of me in design. <laughs> like he's into Mexico blue. He's trying to sell me on Mexico blue. And I was like, I don't understand why anybody would drive this color. He goes, I think Why Singer it's a safety color? <laughs> Everyone can see you coming. You know, it's got the history in the seventies. And I was just like, I don't. I just want a silver. 911 I don't want to stand out I want to blend in he goes that's exactly wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then now here I am and I totally get it he was doing the same thing with Mercedes diesels these are the cars spike 80s Mercedes diesels he's right these, yeah, that's they're fantastic it. you one car rest of your life you're done they're so like, expensive right now but I said hey go people are going to see Jerry Seinfeld and old diesel and go what happened to this guy he lost all his doesn't money doesn't he keep that in like st- <laughs> doesn't he is that a west coast car and he's I don't know I know he has one my point is he's always ahead he's of me ahead of He's ahead of me. And this girl, Ellen, who's not a girl, this woman, was at the very beginning of this. And I, my, my advice was simple. Just go buy a car. Go down to the lot, one you like. Don't worry about making it Haagen-Dazs white or whatever you want to do. <laughs> right, Just yeah. buy a white one. Don't correct your Whatever purse. it ends up being. If your tastes are <clears> such <throat> that you're asking other people for advice what to buy, mm-hmm. then you don't need the bespoke color for your right. car. That's a great point. Yes. That's a great point. Like, yeah. Like, if you're not, if you're not setting the trends... You don't need to start here with your car. Correct. Right. Unless, so yeah. it was in that conversation with her that she said we should do a car show. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And what would it be? She goes, I don't know. You're you're like a car matchmaker. And I went, you know, that's a terrible title, but it really communicates <laughs> a really great show very quickly. And if the show's cool, it could kind of redefine the title eventually. <laughs> And she goes, I don't know what any of that means, but let's come in and talk. And, you know, before we knew it, we were in Esquire, and they said, we want Car Matchmaker. I mean, it's sold with two words, Car Matchmaker. And I said, I haven't told you about the show yet. They said, we don't, we don't, it doesn't matter. We want that show. We like it. So the, so it's the, like when Zach and I go pitch shows. That's exactly what yeah, happens, right? No, I will tell you, here's a secret of comedy writing that I've learned over and over again. If you have a little title like that that communicates your whole idea, and it used to work on Letterman. If I could come up with that... Biff Henderson's golf cart of death. It didn't quite matter what the description underneath was, because I knew Dave would want to say that, that phrase. Let's go looking for Swedes. You know, I knew that. It's like, like, like sold right there. I don't even have to tell you guys what it is, but you're already laughing. We are. And Car Matchmaker, 
you know, and admittedly not a great title immediately communicates the whole thing. I'm going to be a guy who finds cars for people. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and there it is. And it's, you know, something I was doing in my real life. I told the network as long as I can make it funny and, you know, informational. Well, I'll you, do it. you seem to have done, and I've watched a handful of episodes and you are up to episode nine. I think 10 is coming out or nine is coming out. Couldn't tell you. Okay. But we have a big episode tonight. Right. Um, it's our first hour long episode in New York. It's my brother who's the cue card guy for SNL who um, was driving an Audi rear-wheel convertible for the last 10 years and doesn't understand why it doesn't work in the winter. <laughs> Does not understand why he can't pull out of its cul-de-sac, which is a little and hill. you're sure you guys are from Massachusetts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Massachusetts. I'm not sure where he's from. He's like, the, the wheels spin, and I don't know what to do, and I can't get to work when it snows. When I push harder, it doesn't go anywhere. This is most people, by the way. Yeah. And this is why my show doesn't speak to you guys as much as it speaks exactly to people who don't say. know about cars. Well, you kind of bridge the gap. I try to a little bit, but th there are plenty of places like this, this podcast, that really break it down for guys like me. And then the rest of the world is kind of afraid to understand that stuff or just tunes it out. You, you know, when you get into Wankel engines and torque and everything, they just, they're just like, I don't... You know, it's mostly people going. I just need. I just want this sunroof, and I don't know where to get it. Well, you had so, the you had the episode where you showed the guy, the the superhero guy, the normal car, and then you showed him a Buick Grand National. I was like, well, uh, this guy's well, you know what's happening there, right? Right. I wanted to drive a Buick. <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's, so I decided to kind of make the show. You know, people come on the show. I spend a little time with them. I use you know my knowledge or expertise or my connections, guys like you, to kind of come up with three ideas that will work perfectly in their life. We get the cars on the show. We test drive them, do whatever we want, drive them like we hate them, you know, um, like we did with the Grand National, and then uh, talk about them, and they pick one. Yep. It's a pretty simple little deal. And then, you know, have a few laughs along the way. And you, I mean, you said you, you wanted to see the Grand National. I'm assuming you also wanted to see McQueen's Jag. Yeah, that's a <laughs> lifelong obsession. That's, I mean, that's a I'm good one. so obsessed Did that they I, let you drive it? Well, it starts, it starts, it goes way back, McQueen and I. It goes way back <laughs> to my friend John Stevens and I. Um, every time a McQueen house would come up for sale, there's one in Santa Rosa. You know, we would drive. We, you know, we couldn't afford to buy the house, but we would drive to Santa Rosa for the open house just to walk around McQueen's uh, former house. That's awesome. And then we'd go to there was a little par three golf course right next door. We went into the because we knew he used to hang out there and drink and talk to the guys there. So I, I've had an obsession with this guy, and then um, it really uh, kicks into gear when um, I see his 917 at Symbolic Motors on La Cienega one day, just sitting in the window there, right in the middle of L.A., the Gulf blue and the orange. And, uh, you know, is this the Le Mans car? This is the Le Mans car. It's yeah. the camera car. It's still got the camera mounts with it. Oh, Solar that's production. That's 024, I think, yeah. On the title. Wow. Look that up. <laughs> it's, you Facts. know, and so... You know, here again, it's it's not less car matchmaking than Seinfeld has way more money than me, <laughs> and I really want this. How do I get him to buy this car? <laughs> so eventually, I get him down there. He ends up buying the car, <laughs> you know, um, for not a lot of money by today's standards. This is years ago. It's worth twenty or thirty times what he paid for it, and. Uh, you know, uh, recently I moved to McQueen Street, where he used to live in LA, just, just so I so could... So incrementally, kind of, every I'm 10 years, it's a little so closer. So with that car, when I saw it there, we shot earlier at the Peterson, and they wouldn't let me near it. They wouldn't even let me sit in it. And the, that, that second Jaguar episode we did, Bruce Meyer was cool enough to kind of arrange for us to go for a ride on the roof 
on the rooftop of a parking garage right. where moms are pulling in and out with their mom SUVs right. and kids, you know, in a priceless Jag. Um, and so I'm working up to driving it. Would you, were you telling everybody, hey, I live on McQueen Street. Hey, guys, I live on well, McQueen Street. <laughs> no, they don't care about that. <laughs> no one cares about it as much as I do. But I know the people who live in McQueen's house now. Where that car was photographed, those famous Lusso photos. Remember when the Lusso sold him, you know, standing there, the wife with a cigarette holder? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if we can get that car, I can get it into that driveway for a photo shoot. Nice. I'll invite all of you. Nice. We'll, we'll be there. We yeah, just there. have to raise the $60,000 insurance bond Ouch. to be able to take that car away from the museum. And that, at that point, that will literally be peak McQueen. That would be, <laughs> yes, McQueen. we can well, all Well, Jalopnik had peak McQueen. Years ago, when they did showed they? the they showed like a picture of his oh his, his dick, his or dick. It was like oh it's from that book yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so that the, that was peak McQueen I, I well, didn't know very, about that I think so. about that photograph all the time like why did you <laughs> that's take the photograph that? he's that's gonna the, recreate huh? that's the photograph you're gonna recreate you want me to do that <laughs> just like that because it's not an amazing dick I mean when you look at it, you don't go oh McQueen's dick it's kind of and then you like, doesn't have like a leather jacket or and something. he's holding it like the dick is smoking a cigarette yeah he's like he's holding a cigarette and it's the it's, dick has its motorcycle license. It, it, it actually gave me pause. It made well, me want to question him. You experienced the same thing that many actresses truly did back in the day of like, oh, huh. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a normal dick. Yeah. It's not a Jaguar It's just dick. attached to Steve no, McQueen. Well, no, because that dick could have got them a pretty good part probably. Yeah. But oh, what know, was but he thinking? <laughs> taking that, that picture? Yeah, taking that picture. Is that did he? Everybody's gonna go look this picture up, and they should, and it could now. But blow it's, it's up one of those pictures where they're gonna look at it and they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's so special about this? Wait, wait, what's so? They're gonna get in closer. Oh, okay, I guess that's a dick. Okay, <laughs> it's British racing green. I, I think. think. <laughs> <laughs> Von Dutch wrapped it in leather. Its nickname was the Union yeah. Jack, yeah. at least. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, so, uh, you, speaking of Jalopnik, get our good friend uh, Jason Torchinsky on an episode. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, the only reason I want to say that is because it's just fun to say Torchinsky. He has a good And he has fantastic hair. Part of the reason I do this show is because of guys like you. You know, listening to Hooniverse, seeing the posts on uh, Jalopnik, I just got deep into this world, you know, and it's, you know, it's just something I wanted to do every day. I wanted to be talking about cars, talking about comedy, hanging out with guys like you, doing this thing, and, uh, you know, somehow being a part of what I see. And I, and I know I told you about this too, Brett. It's, uh, it seems like this whole thing is being reinvented all of a sudden. Yeah, like the old the old guard of auto riding is uh, disappearing, and this new cool thing is kind of taking its place. There's there's a movement amongst I think some of the the buff books, the you know the larger the publications where there's a younger undercurrent, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Road and Track has a young staff. Uh, Car and Drivers slowly getting a younger staff, uh, somewhat relative to the older guard. Uh, so it is nice to see that. Um, so yeah, I, I see what you're getting, and then like the 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 video channels, like what Smoking Tire and Drive do, and what I'm trying to do at Hooniverse. So yeah. it's growing. It's absolutely growing. Well, it's cool because you guys just uh, you know any minute we'll just take off and go. Hey, we're going to Sweden, and we're going to drive <laughs> you go. That's, that's, that's more <laughs> the Smoking Tire guys. <laughs> than the I think they look for Swedes. <laughs> it's, it's <funny. laughs> there you go. Oh, the Swedes that's came so up funny. again. The tables have turned a little bit in that I think some some of what were the big print magazines, your car and driver, and, and mm-hmm. like Motor Trend and everything. You know, Motor Trend is completely flipped now to where their main outlet is largely video. Yeah. So it's the thing. The tables have kind they, of switched around, and and all the print magazines are. 
you know, going out of business left and right. And so. But there's such an honesty to the writing now, especially on Jalopnik, where you're getting the real story as opposed to what the, you know, the story. You mean the top ten reasons you should buy this thing that doesn't exist? <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I, will, I, I shit on Jalopnik a lot, uh, but I give them credit now because they seem – all of them seem to not care about press launches, and they'll write and say anything. There is an mm-hmm. honesty to yeah. a lot of like. There's a lot of clickbait stuff that they do that I make fun of, but that's there's Gawker. also a, that's yeah. business. That's the, yeah. yeah, that's, that's the, Gawker, Gawker that's the Gawker media stepping in. I've got in. nothing against commerce, nor should you go. But I got I got to hand it to commerce. I got to hand it to for getting uh, just saying fuck embargoes. You know, we're, you're going to give us information, and we're not going to like sit on it because we want because I know the the car companies want information released on a specific timeline, and they're just like fuck that. We're not going to play with that. Well, that's it's a vestige of print. But you know that. Right. I mean, you were print. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you were big print, man. Big, oh, it's big industry, man. Which well, actually, car companies yeah. do you guys think punish more than others when you write something bad? Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari, yeah. number Ferrari one, Ferrari will shoot you. They'll the shoot dick. you. You're just yeah. done, right? You just send assassins I, to your place. Anybody, BMW doesn't even talk to me, so I don't know. <laughs> like, I did this one video that was great. I wonder why, Jeff. The, no, I, well, on the podcast, I shit on them a lot. Yeah. But I did a video of the car. And it was a great video, and I emailed to them, and I didn't even get a, like a thank you. We've we've received this, just like right. just radio silence, just nothing. Uh, but I've heard they're just kind of like that with they're people, just like that. <clears throat> um, yeah. which is a bummer because I, I can deal with the most exotic automaker, and the, I like I like honesty and 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 being clear with me. So like mm-hmm. I was trying to get the Alpha Four C, and Scott, uh, a PR Scott's person there, was that. like, uh, you know. We talked about it internally. We just don't feel like it fits your audience, so we're sorry. Right, I'm like, okay, right. if I appreciate the honesty, but w- th- but we're sending a Challenger Hellcat over. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I can make video of that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, w- I have arguments why I do think the Alpha 4C would work for me, but you know what? If you've already talked about it, thank you for being honest with me. Not yeah, be like, oh, we'll know, see what the calendar holds. Like, don't dick me around. You've yeah. Got, you've got – you know, you have an F – F-type right now, and you've got <clears throat> Gallardos and Lamborghinis and Huracans and everything, so... Oh, I haven't got the Huracan yet. Oh, well, you're working <laughs> on it. I've had a few Aventadors, though. No, there uh, you go. Didn't oh, a, a little part of you want to go, don't tell me what's right for my audience? A little part? Well, not a little part. A bigger part. Um, <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> but... Sir, PR person, <laughs> do not even begin to tell me what's right for my... Just give me the goddamn car right, let me make right now. Video. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, at the same time, yes... Also, the honesty was appreciated, mm-hmm. and I can argue against it. So, that, you know, like, let me argue you put, for you. Exa- uh, Don't yeah. let that happen anymore. Okay, <laughs> deal. You guys know way more than. This. Hey, I gotta give you a call. Uh, you gotta talk to Spike. <laughs> I will handle to, it for he you. Said I'm supposed to get that car. Listen, we're gonna touch show. base and everything. We're gonna um, so, uh, this this one hour episode coming up mm-hmm. with your brother. Um, <clears throat> yes. Let's dive into that. So what, yeah, you guys never commented on it. So this is a guy who doesn't even know what all wheel drive is. This is what I'm dealing with. People who don't know things. Does, like ha- does that. he derive? Does he drive into the city, or does he just say he drives into the city the from train. New Jersey, from Livingston, New Jersey, okay. and he's got uh, a 16 year old about to be able to drive, about to turn 16, and he's missing work occasionally because it snows. So I'm like, all right, let's do an all-wheel drive episode. You know, call Jerry up. Do you want to be on it? Sure. He goes, let's get Seth. He gets Seth and Will Forte. And, we, you know, we did a nice little New York episode. And to open it, I drive the most inappropriate car to drive in New York City, a Morgan three-wheeler. Which I, we have a friend who perfect. would disagree with you. It's a complete surprise to me. I would disagree me. with you. We have to understand where I'm coming. So that day, 
I wake up at 6 in the morning. I drive three hours to Long Island shooting with my brother in the car. I almost get arrested at the Midtown Tunnel because I've got cameras rolling. That's in the show. I was a little rude to the officers. One of those whole, like, where right are your now. permits type thing? You're not supposed to have cameras in in the Midtown Tunnel. But I said to the cops, do I, does Wally, do we look like Al-Qaeda? Is that the plan? Is that, that my, my fat brother and I decided? Yeah. It, never mind. Like, it's an episode <laughs> no, of Homeland. We were somewhere. And anyway, they didn't want to hear it, you know. Um so three hours there, two, an hour with Jerry shooting, three hours back. So it's about 5 o'clock in New York, um, rush hour. We're right outside of Times Square, and they, they hand me the keys to the Morgan three-wheeler, which – have you all driven it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've I not driven it, it so much. Been around the seat does lot. not adjust. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I can't – the, the ground, it's just rained a little. And I can't reach the, the clutch, the throttle, or the brake. See, we have different problems. Jumping down like we I'm driving. No, I can totally relate to you on that. Right, Absolutely. 9, 10. Yeah. But now I'm in rush hour traffic, and I'm surrounded by 20 or 30 people who are just people taking and pictures a, of me. you're like the driver's navel of every other car around you. Right. Yeah. And I say to my executive producer, what's the plan? He goes, just make your way to Times Square. Oh, <laughs> and I go, where are we? And he just takes off. And it was complete. It was complete insane. It's the most afraid I've ever been in a car ever because I'm. I get instantly lost in New York City. I've got all of these cameras on me. You know, I've got. I don't have a permit, by the way, to shoot in New York in Times Square. Uh, They're like, film. don't get arrested. Yeah, it's insane. And what you? And this thing's. It's. It is an amazing vehicle. Just not for New York City. I think Morgan's. Morgan's uh, motto is uh, what. What's the point of motoring if you're not constantly afraid of death? <laughs> yeah. It's like a motorcycle yeah. is what it really mm-hmm. is, and it's made for country roads, and it would be a lot of fun. It's just I had no time to get acclimated to it. it so you just, need to get one in California. You need to talk to Morgan's West and buy it I'm in it love with weekend. it. I think it's great. I'm just saying this was a, ter- a trial by fa- <laughs> a baptism by fire. I'll set you up. I'll set you up. I'll set you up. I know the people. All right, let's people. do it. Our, our well, you know, husband, driving he drives it in New York, and he broke multiple things. <clears throat> he so broke rough. the frame twice. He broke the frame. He did? Yeah. He has yeah. two now. The cameras on the GoPros, they were vibrating so much we couldn't use the footage. Oh, I mean, my I, whole face was blurry like a ghost because shot, of the vibrations from that thing. When I shot video of that, I did. I was going to do in-car audio, and I was like, yeah. fuck it, we're voiceover in this. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was still awesome. <laughs> it is an awesome creation. It's amazing, yeah. And I, I did have one. I had one for the weekend. I had the car for about an hour or two uh-huh. into my loan of the car and it left me stranded for four hours <laughs> when something with the ignition went wrong and I had to I had to wait for the tow truck to come from Santa Monica to uh, Newport Beach Jeez. then it gets there and then I had to ride in the tow truck back to Santa Monica and then I had to take traffic home in like the Q5 why, why can't they just simply make the seat adjustable <laughs> <laughs> why something, drive something what? thrill of British motoring it's something gonna, something I had to drive it with no shoes on yeah, but that's yeah, the make opposite sense. problem. I mean, people Mine come in all tight. shapes and sizes. It's gonna I take understand how you more, drove it. It's going to take them 60 more years to figure that innovation out. By the way, I drove it for four hours on the uh, straight on the Petrolicious Vintage Rally a few weekends ago, and oh, it was that? amazing. It was yeah. amazing. It didn't break down on me at all, which is probably – I'm probably the only person on the planet. <laughs> I love that's, that's ever the happened. It's going to break this. down. Yeah. And we just, I survived. And we all talk about this. Like anytime the Morgan comes up, I always talk about how this car's broken down on me and how Alex Roy's been through two frames and this it's and that. It's stranded and Johnny I would, Lieberman. And I would – if I had the money to buy one tomorrow, I would do it. 
and I daily drive it. I would it would be great. In yeah, once you get used to it, yeah, it yeah. would be fine. Yes. And but you, you know what it reminded me of? I drove once. I drove a uh, Porsche 906 on a racetrack, Oof. and I was kind of laying on my side for that experience, <laughs> kind of like this, you know, laying down on my hip, stretching to hit. Like the pedals are right and in the And one eye <laughs> able to get out of <laughs> oh the windshield. God. Is that like Jeff Schwartz car or something? His is way more dialed in. It was Seinfeld's car, you know. Nice. Again, this is part of the fun of knowing Jerry Seinfeld. That collection of Porsches is right down the street, I, right so over he, there. So is, he bought the 917. Yeah, he bought that car. Because there's a guy who comes to Cars and Coffee in Irvine who street drives a 917, but it's a replica. But I guess it's a really well-done red replica yeah. with plates. The plates say 917K. This is the real deal. That's insane. In fact, we went out not long after that. Symbolic had a track day out at Willow, and we went out to check it out going around the track. And they uh, had a Ferrari 512 out there. Chad McQueen was there. And uh, Chad got in the car and took it out for the first lap. And on the second turn, it's far end of the track, all we could see is the front wheel rolling off the oh. front of it. And the car to the front oh, bumper hit. The wheel came off oh two God. turns into the first lap. And Jerry went, well, not buying that car. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to the symbolic guy, I said, can we go out just to, uh, to see where it crashed? Because the car was still out there. Because I knew pieces of the car had broken off. Oh. And sure enough, there are little pieces of like orange, you Gulf blue it. and orange. I have them. That's yeah. awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so and he bought the car anyway. So look, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, but the it. sound of that car I mean, it would come by and come around turns. Flat twelve, right? It's the boxer twelve. Flat, but you just you're, you're 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 in the movie Le Mans. Like yeah. I'd never seen a car like that move. I'd never heard the sounds or smelled it. It's incredible. That's like the. And it uh, hadn't been in Monterey Historics. I'd never seen any of that stuff. I that's mean, like just, the video um, they just released Ferrari of the new, basically the FX FXK. Yeah, I watched that this morning. The video of that thing going around. It's it sounds like an F1. What do you guys think of that with the crazy bat wings on the? The I think the styling is awesome because it needs to be it needs to be ridiculous. The engine noise is just absurdly fantastic. But I I. I'm not a big Ferrari fan, except like the really, really old ones that no one can afford, except the Seinfelds right. of the world. Um, <laughs> but I hate the fact that, like, oh yeah, if you buy this, like we hold on to it, and you can only drive it at our track events. You like, basically, such, <laughs> you basically <laughs> wreck the car. Right? Yeah, that's such garbage. It's a weird idea, isn't it? Uh, the thing they do, and I, there was a guy, I, I, a friend of a friend at Cars and Coffee has one of the four, five, eight. I think they're the Speciales, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted a few different things, so he he <clears> had like the the rear diffuser painted a different color than the standard car. And it took like seven sign-offs from Marinello to get like, – Right. At the end of the day, if it was me, this is why I could never own a Ferrari, I'd be like, fuck you. It's my car. I'm going to paint it whatever the hell I want. Right. At and the I, end, it, yeah. At the yeah. end, I have to do a science with Enzo Ferrari right, to see right. if there's a Ouija board. Ouija board. <laughs> oh, went to yes. Good job. You got it. Uh, there you go. Your diffuser's now great. I understand – they're thinking like these are our car, you know. This we're we're proud heritage, but like I bought it. Fuck you. Yeah, that it's a really weird. That's why I like Lamborghini. Right. I oh, didn't want this that. in suede deer anus. Cool. Like, <laughs> I sign us up. A, a car company founded just to spite That's Ferrari, true. which is exactly. perfect. Now, suede car, deer anus, also a great Norwegian rapper. <laughs> my current obsession is a Ferrari because I just got a 365 GTC4 okay. that I bought back in March. Um, and they worked on all summer to get it right. And <laughs> when it was just took it to Supercar Sunday with my boys, threw them in the back, my little boys, um, that Motors for Toy event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like it was a... very well attended. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. I mean, it, the best part of it was driving there. The sound of that car on the highway. And uh, 
then we took it over the canyons to Malibu for lunch. That car is incredible. Nice. Incredible. I was I was just going to buy it for a few months and just and then sell it and I don't know how to part with it now. Yeah. Because it's so not German. Yeah. You know, it's so emotional and right. it, you know, you just want to Get a big glass of Chianti and some spaghetti on the front seat, and you know you reek of gas fumes when you're done with it. And it's, <clears throat> I was driving with a couple friends of mine in 356s, and I was looking out the windshield at them, just feeling bad for them, going, "Look at these idiots <laughs> and their tiny little Herbie the Love Bugs. This is a man's car." And I'm not. You're looking at me. I'm not a man. But you get in that car, and you're like, "I am a man. I am a man in this thing." So you all that, of a sudden, your knuckles just got so much hairier. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's so much stuff that, that this car does that I don't care about. Like, you know, it leaks oil, and there could be a gas leak here, and the Webers are leaking gas after it's At any through. time, you could and go I don't up care. in flames. At any time. And, and I you would sit there it. calmly drinking the wine, like, don't put it out. And, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Don't put it out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that, to me, is the most undervalued Ferrari there is right now. So you're saying it's leaking gas, but you could still light a cigarette in the car because it's a <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, It doesn't start that. unless you have a lit cigarette. I fixed most of it. <laughs> it smells like gas fumes. I almost lost yeah, my rear view mirror on, on Sunday. I had to glue that at the last minute. That's awesome. Wobbling like this, <laughs> like shit, that's gonna fall off. Funny, like the, that will be easy to replace, right? The, the things we let go for stuff we love, and it goes all the way to the point of like leaking fuel. Like, yeah. yeah, but it's so nice to drive. And that you know, Datsun I drove cross country, that was leaking fuel, and I still love that car. I mean, that was something stupid. Have you ever fixed. had a car go up? Yes, <laughs> but I wasn't driving it. We were shooting bullets at it, so that was different. Oh, that's oh, different. That's I different. I have been in a car that's completely burned down. Wow. It was it was a long time ago. Well, like, you weren't because you're alive. <laughs> well, you got I got out, out of the car. First, car. The car still burnt to the ground. It was like probably 87 or 88. It was my parents' old Pontiac. Whoa, it was yeah. a Bonneville, and it just burned to the ground. We got where we needed to go, and we're like, hmm, that smells a little funny. We turn around, and the entire car's on fire. Well, yeah. Did your entire family just like huddle around staring at it as it burnt down? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you can do with that. There's nothing moment. you can do. Young family with no money. Like and they're the like, well, that's our most expensive thing. But we put these little Halon fire extinguishers in there. Halon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah to feel better. <laughs> like, that's really going to do something. Mount them under the seats so they look cool. Yeah. No, that's not going to do anything. We're all going <laughs> to watch fantastic. the goddamn Yeah, we had a full-size fire extinguisher spraying that on it. Nothing. Nothing, right. Nothing. You know, you, you didn't even get to it. You just, like, wait for it to pop. Yep, that was a fire extinguisher. We lost the Jeep Cherokee that way, too. That's sad. I don't know. I feel okay about it. Now, I think the air moving over the top of the engine is getting rid of that gas. <laughs> so yeah, b- blow it into your face. So, so we're sure. deep into season one. Yeah, of car match. Yeah. Uh, any word on a season two? I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of talk about it, but nothing formally yet. But 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 I'm uh, very optimistic. We'll be shooting more of these. Didn't things. somebody in the industry just say November or December's the new November or something like that? What does that mean? Like I guess a lot of TV shows used to know by November, and now oh, like, yeah? now you know by December. No, that's Jeff, real TV shows. Okay. This is a different show. I mean, this is Esquire Network. They're awesome. You know. They're they're just uh, down the dial. They've only been on the air for about a year now, and they're just like, go make a car show, make it what you want to make it, and here's some money. And nice. They've been a fantastic partner in this thing. You know, That's it's good. been really, really fun. And they're part of the NBC Universal family, so we get all that support too. And I think are. you are on my Apple TV when I think there's an Esquire. Apple button. TV, Amazon Prime, all the cable channels. 
Direct Apple, TV, I, Dish, everywhere. That Apple, I just got that Apple TV, mm-hmm. not to get away from cars. Fuck me. Apple, Apple TV talking to my <laughs> Samsung TV is the it's the most annoying <laughs> fucking really? thing I've ever dealt with. That's... I was already sick because we were sh- shooting a car. I was dehydrated. I was drinking way too much the night before, and I didn't feel good. I came home, and I'm trying to hook up this thing. It's a power cord and an HDMI, and they don't want to talk. How do you not talk through HDMI? I was I. This is the most frustrating. You need a guy. Just get a guy. (laughs) You had to like search through the resolution, even though the screen's not working. All of a sudden, it popped up, and it works. I admire that you try to do these things by yourself. I got it. I really should not. Yeah, Yeah, really should not. It it happened, and now I can watch Car Matchmaker on my Apple TV. That was like that three technology doesn't make sense. I've, I've been battling an external hard drive, which <laughs> I just bought a new one. Just finally got everything done. It's three weeks in, and I looked down last night. It's gone. It just won't turn on <laughs> all night, and I'm I get obsessed like with car parts. I get obsessed with fixing it until I just I have to go to bed. Wait, first thing I clear out my morning this morning. I get to the Mac guy, my Mac repair guy. He goes, what's wrong? I go, this thing bricked out. It, we just, I just paid a lot of money to put all the family photos and everything on it. It just bricked out. He plugs it in. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's perfectly fine. That's how There's that no works. explanation right. for that. Right. Because I yeah. spent hours trying everything. He can't I go- banged on it with a hammer. <laughs> I tried to Fonzie it. You know, I did one of those. <laughs> and I and then it works. That's usually how I fix my electronics. Just paint on it. But what I learned is don't do this yourself. <laughs> right. Well, I wasted but you, he doesn't have an explanation. Life. I have a degree in management information, so I have like the slightest idea how computers work, and Chris is way deeper into this. Mm-hmm. But I, like at the end yeah. of the day, a legit way to fix something is to unplug it and plug it back in. Right. Like what the fuck? How is that a right. solution? Like if I turn off I have the shitty Civic that I'm trying to sell and it's for sale everybody listening it's on Craigslist right now if it has a check engine light on if I turn it off and turn it on that check engine light doesn't go away I have to fix that like you can't well, that's just that's a different my that computer, has to be fixed you know, yeah, yeah. I usually anything that's wrong with the yeah. car you can't drive the car unless it's right at right. least that's me I mean I well, can't you can still drive year old me would disagree with you <laughs> really and so would 22 through 27 year old me Any, really? you'll yeah. drive a car that isn't right yeah but any car that I drive it was always yeah. due to poverty it was like <laughs> right, I I need to like my my exhaust cracked on my old four door Civic like a few years ago so the the it cracked in the middle mm-hmm. and so it was like a like a like a seesaw the tip went up against the bumper and slowly over three months just like a freaking <laughs> arc welder just started cutting a line like mm-hmm. up through the bumper every day I'd get out and look at it I'd be like huh. Well, it's not going to fix itself, but it might. That's probably going to be 50 bucks. Hopefully it'll fall off. And that's just not that's not in the cards. But the car runs. So I drove it here. I drove it to Nevada for spring mountain shoots. I drove it all over the place. Just Was this the Miata? It was the Civic I had. Oh, right, right. The Miata. Okay. That's if like, I have lights out or anything out, I, it's right into the garage and I have to go to work. Lights are important. Lights, I, had a, um, I had a car in college. It was actually my brother's car that they took away from him because he, he was a bad kid. And it was like an – I think it was an 84 Lincoln Continental and he was high or drunk or something and threw the keys into a quarry. So it had no more keys. <laughs> so my first month – because my – That is the my, most Massachusetts sentence ever, by the way. <laughs> he threw the, the keys quarry. into a quarry. My 300 ZX was in the shop getting fixed for like the first two or three months of college so I or of one of the semesters. So I drove his Lincoln and it I started it with a screwdriver. So I would go to, go to class, go to campus uh, – 
the stop it, park where my classes, wherever they were, and leave the screwdriver in the floor, windows down, car unlocked. I'm like, no one is taking this fucking thing. But, that, like, you talk about poverty spec vehicles just firing that was bad it a, boy Was up. it a stubby screwdriver or one of the full-size ones? It was that a full-size. Like oh, it was a full-size. Just <laughs> jam it in there. I mean, I guess I didn't know how Did you take electrocution worked. No, hey, baby, no. I was dating my now wife then, so we're, we're all good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he understood. Which now I, still I, with you. I tease her with F-types, and she doesn't give a shit about cars. So. Really? Not at all. She doesn't like There's cars. There's got to be something. She I doesn't... mean, every, I brought so much stuff home this summer, I hit twice. One was the uh, the XJR, long wheelbase. Okay. Because it was uh, British Racing Green Metallic. Oh, that's a good one. That's the reason my wife liked it. Oddly? The only car she wanted she, to, to The only one she's ever like, I like that. Um, the Infinity FX. Wow. Such a weird choice. Yeah, that's um, weird. Practical. That she's right. Like, I, I actually know <laughs> I gotta, a few women that own those. How they, does she not get popular. excited about the F-Type R Coupe? She which is an incredible she car. She doesn't it's like a looking car. attention. Huh? She doesn't like attention. I have the exhaust. Like, blah, 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 as we're going to dinner. <laughs> so she doesn't like attention. She doesn't right. like flashy cars. One time at LAX, I picked her up in an Aventador. She right. was so mad. I, but the camera just, phones were out. These press cars, and it's fun to talk about press cars because not a lot of people know this, but when you're like you guys and now like me, it's another reason why I did the show. <laughs> you can sign out these press cars and you get them for a week generally. You don't have to pay gas. Someone delivers to you full take of gas. They deliver you whatever you want. I'm getting a, a Targa in, a next week and then the GT3 after that and the Boxer nice. GTS. I mean, to me, that this is going to be the greatest part of my month. Yeah, Just it is getting nice. that car for free. I get to experience for one week. I don't have to own it. don't have to make a payment. I don't even have to put gas in it. And then I can give it back. It's the best part of the car ownership experience. Oh, absolutely. You know what I so turned – you Your wife, so like to, the, to that point, doesn't she – She loves that say, part. Let's go out on a stupid date to a dumb restaurant she in likes this that dumb part. car. She, and, I, and I think it's just her being like cynical New England. She's Rhode oh, Island. She's, oh, she's Rhode she Island. So I think it's the cynical like – you know, doesn't like the flashy part. But at some point, she also – who do you think you are? Right. I was going to say, that what, you she doesn't think you made a money? Thankfully, you know, she doesn't Michael. sound like she's from Warwick. Here's where that leads you. I have a story. Oh, this is exactly where that attitude leads you because my mom is like that. She goes, I, she goes, Michael, I don't know. He goes, you guys out in L.A., you California people washing your car all the time. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, oh, you wash your car. It's so vain. And I'm like, you don't, you don't wash your car? She goes, I don't wash my car. And that's and why go, they rust to the ground. <laughs> I Two years later, she had a Ford Taurus. She called and she goes, well, you were right about washing the car. Like, what do you mean? She reminds me of the conversation because I've completely forgotten. The salt from the roads right. that eroded the whole suspension oh, underneath. The whole car was done. But that's that attitude, that puritanical Massachusetts thing. Yeah. Come on. Right. My Please. mom still thinks every car costs twenty thousand dollars. She was like, <laughs> you know what? Your dad's your dad's getting up there in years. We gotta buy him a nice luxury car. We gotta buy him something nice, but under thirty grand. It's gotta be under thirty grand. This I take a- her to an Audi dealership, and every A4 on a lot is at least thirty-eight grand. She's like, oh, that's too much. I can't do anything oh about my it. God, it's so arbitrary. Look, yeah. we're all dead in like twenty or thirty years. Him probably sooner. <laughs> the beard is a, is a dead giveaway. The stress exactly. is eating him away. Not it, if you want to buy something, go out and buy it. If you want it to be big, awful looking, and yellow, get. Get it. You're never going to regret that experience. Right. Okay. Very good advice. But when okay. you're on your deathbed, if you're an old guy, there was just a guy in Florida who passed. He had all these low mileage cars. His wife said he never drove them. He didn't want to put miles on it. Who is he saving it right. for? You don't come back. It's you, a, you know what I mean? I, and, I, and, I agree and, with that philosophy completely. I hate go these have cars a good that time. get squirreled away. Uh, it's a car 
fucking drive it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care if it's an ostentatious car or a no. crazy car. Hammer it. Enjoy You're making it. a lot of noise. Have yeah. a good time like with that your 917, life. I lost a wheel in the heat of battle. That's yeah. great. Well, that <laughs> was just, you know, that was the beginning of McQueen greatness. There's no way you can't buy that car. That's true. That's I true. remember Jerry felt awkward about it, too. Yeah, I remember him saying, because I don't know, why should I own something that Steve McQueen owned? You know, this, I'm not, who am I? You know, he's a pretty humble guy. And, uh. I was like, I don't know. I don't know anybody with a collection like yours who's going to appreciate it, the history, who's passionate about the brand. I mean, right. it's Miles Collier. It's a couple guys, but I think you ought to jump on it. I mean, that seems like it's it's one of the easier ones to collect because if, if you're collecting cars just because you like the cars and this one has all this story of this cool dude, that almost makes more sense than just like a – Well, you got to – gotta, if you remember back 10 years ago, people weren't buying race cars yeah. because you never used them. And, and conventional wisdom wasn't collecting – you know they're beating these old cars that they've had the shit beaten out of them they're not worth anything yeah, you know don't buy them you can't use them and uh you know guys like Sandro are like well yeah you can you can take them to the track right, <laughs> like right. this guy's doing yeah. right now and Run, or how about just you know we sat and stared at that car for two straight hours that's symbolic just mm-hmm. looking at it going oh my god it's beautiful you know we just hadn't seen anything like that in person so yeah, just that, put that's, it in your hanger and one. stare at it. It's sculpture, you know? Right. So there, there are other ways Get to enjoy it. Get one of those modernist houses where you can park the car in the living room and just have everyone that's gather stupid. around and the camera. Yeah, the camera. Well, yeah. at least oil all over your rugs. Exactly. I, I know. do that with certain stuff. I don't care. Those ones, the elevator goes up and, like, that's the one I look at today. I'll totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I do that with my Beata. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh, that's right. right. You're a Miata guy. Yeah. Well, he was. Well, I was. But, but, you know, you guys are talking about, like, poverty spec cars. I like to drive cars thinking, oh, they'll fix itself and everything. And that's probably why I blew two engines this year. (laughs) Good times. And that's why I can't – like I said, my Civic is listed for sale. I I was trying to – I was at an Acura holiday party before I came here, and I'm trying to convince them to buy it for me to take it to Lemons and let me be part of the race team. That would be fun. So, like, we like that idea. Let's keep talking about this. I'm like, yeah. yeah, Do you know what I drove here behind? for most of the drive through Brentwood a Datsun B210 awesome a nice. perfect mm-hmm. I don't know what the color was but it was a metallic blue Datsun B210 with a guy in his 20s driving it nice to me the coolest guy I've seen in Brentwood <laughs> I mean when was the last time you saw a Datsun B210 you on see the, the road? 510s but you don't see the yeah. B210s that's pretty sweet it was have beautiful. you seen uh, you seen Corolla's collection no, I haven't. He's got he's got some really nice old Datsuns. He's got a uh, bunch of the old Bob Sharp stuff. Oh, well, wow. he likes yeah. Speaking of yeah. race yeah. cars, collecting. He's, he's got he's Paul Newman stuff, right? He's got Newman he's stuff. Got Paul Newman guy. Yeah, yeah. No, we talk about old cars, but earlier you were saying the new car stuff too. Um, like like what what's hitting for you in the new car world? Well, you know, we started shooting maybe May or June, and you know, we were I was driving six to eight new cars a week, not just cars I recommended to people on the show. Mostly we work with like forty thousand dollars or less on the show, so it's it's a lot of production cars like that. But, you know, I was using the show as a way to get the latest, greatest Porsches, the Jaguars, and, and all sorts of things. And, the, you know, it, being a Porsche guy, the Turbo S blew me away. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me had the greatest Sunday-Monday transition of any car. On the weekends, I'm up in the canyons just bombing around with friends. And that car, you know, was bombing around fast, going around Mulholland faster than anything I'd driven this year. And then Monday morning, I had my kids in the back seat, and I was dropping them off at school, yep. not making noise. You know, that was an impressive, very usable, fast car, though it costs a lot of money. Tons. Um, and Jack, the, the Jaguars, the F-types, um, 
I don't I don't know how you guys feel about Jaguar, but I, you know it wasn't a brand I ever had my eye on. I mean, I like the old Jaguars, but for me, they never compared to Porsches. So um, we did uh, an episode with a Jaguar enthusiast on the show, and Jaguar brought in some cars, and they brought in the F-Type, and they put me in the convertible SV8, and I lost my mind. Yeah. You know, again, it was one of those moments where I thought of the first time I drove uh, a Dino. You know, I just remember that sound. The first time I drove a, a 997 GT3 RS, I remember that sound, and then I remember the sound of this car. And uh, we took it out on the PCH, and it was just an amazing morning of shooting. Awesome. Just like, I just want to do this and like i was saying to you guys earlier there's so many more opportunities in la to use a sound car because yeah. it makes an incredible sound it's almost illegal you were telling me you got a ticket in it i right? got no i didn't get a ticket but i got pulled over in it you driving pulled over, o- right. ocean because it is was it allowed. illegal no it's stock <laughs> it's close so i found out what the loophole is right what is the loophole so the loophole is is they have to run it to revline within x distance right right but they only measure the sound when you're on throttle I see. So the set, of course that car when you're off throttle is really when it makes the big noise. Right. So ah. the that's why they, and that's the how they get the around it. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. A yep. farting. And it took three and a half years they said to tune the exhaust. It was just, you know, I'm just tired of getting speeding tickets. And there are lots of cars that go fast these days, but there's nothing I've driven that sounds the like sound, that. I like and the concept of a sound car. Versus you can have a speed so car. much fun going 40 miles an hour right. in that car, oh, and I, then uh, you can press a button and drive through your neighborhood and not piss anybody. And off. I, I actually keep the sound loud because I, I have the V8 Coupe R <laughs> it's Jeff right is an now. Asshole. Zach, I am, and Zach's driving the same car, right? Same car. Right? Um, it's just you have one too. You have the red one, the Italian racing red. Yeah, that's the I think that's the car the, I had. Color. A convertible? It's like nine, oh no 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 sorry coupe. Oh it's a coupe. Here's, yeah. What about the Project Seven car? We had a convertible last year, and I yeah. got stuck I don't in think they're handing that thing out. Going five. But that's miles an the hour. one. Oh yeah yeah. We want the Project Seven car. Yeah. Well, I I'm excited that they're going to make a manual. Um, all wheel drive will be great for the uh, winter weather people. Mm-hmm. But it's all wheel drive only in the V8 now. Right. Dude, I think I mean, and manual only the V6, right? Supercharged all-wheel drive, V8 is going to be fun. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, and hopefully awesome. it's biased. Oh, it will. Be. It's like no, it's no, like ninety percent. It's like almost a hundred percent to the rear wheels. Is almost it? all okay? Because right. the dumb shit I was doing this weekend in this car, <laughs> we were having fun. It's like the first time I've actually tried to like hang it out on camera a little bit. Like I made sure we were in an area where nothing could go wrong, and like. Yeah, we had fun. It's nice cool. I mean, what they're doing, they bought up that Heritage collection, that that, that old guy. Yeah, yeah. Like they bought like cars, cars. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're and letting people drive the Heritage cars, too, it's, which is amazing. It's cool. It reminds me of what Porsche does, just yeah. celebrating that Heritage and the old cars. And, you know, they're hopefully going to do a lot more uh, cool stuff in the future. My girlfriend got hooked on fast cars for the first time in her life when I took her to a Jaguar a live driving experience. So she drove all the R cars around a, you know, a parking lot with cones and with an instructor and everything. And then she drove the F Type V6 and a V8. And then afterwards, she spent for like two months straight. She was like, "I gotta drive fast. I want to drive fast. I really yeah, want to drive fast." You and you know, she doesn't know anything about cars either, but she knows she likes Jaguar F types. We gotta get his wife. There you go. You gotta bring yeah. her to a press event. <laughs> get her excited. She's, she's get the ma- beat she's the Massachusetts out of her. She's good. Uh, no. Um, so. Uh, on that note, we're uh, actually going to start winding down here. Um, uh, Blake, tell everybody what's been going on in your life because you've made some transitions lately. Uh, nice boobs, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew that yeah. joke was coming. Oh, uh, you know yeah. me well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think the hair, the, the new blonde hair really suits me, the big wig. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> you can't Thanks, see Blake. I'm not going to have an erection for a year now. <laughs> Could you ever? 
<laughs> anyway, um, I have gone off to greater challenges, as I said, at Auto Week when I left. So I'm basically just kind of milling around, riding the rails, doing my own thing. So you've um, become a hobo? I've become a hobo. I've got my bindle right here, and I haven't showered in a month, and it's great. <laughs> wow, um, bindle. That was That's a good word. word yeah. choice. That is a good word. Uh, <laughs> I'm a writer. I make the big books. Zach, what's been happening with your Crown Vic? I put a limited slip in it. That's awesome. And it's my favorite friend. <laughs> That's fantastic. I got, I got, let's see, I put it in, we drove back from San Francisco from shooting, dropped that off, and he's like, I'm going to give you a gift right now. It's like midnight, and I'm like, what? He's like, it's raining, and I'm going to take all the camera gear in the garage. Because with camera gear, it's heavy. So he, and he was like, go forth. And I, so I, I drove like for two hours. I just drove around LA. Like, I went down to where they street racing comps, and they weren't doing anything. And I was getting on the on ramps, and I'm like, just roads closed, pizza boy. Downshift, throws the back end out. I'm just like, home. Oh, the, the tires on that car are dangerously slippery in the way. You drive that Crown Vic because you want everybody to think you're a cop. I bought it because I had. <laughs> that's why my dad had that car. That was his favorite. Uh, I mean, car. that's definitely a huge point. <laughs> like, I, I did, I did buy it for that reason, but also like it holds all our camera gear. It's rear wheel drive. It's like big and comfy. I drive to San Francisco a lot to work. Wow. So it, but the cop thing. It's, it's fun. It is it, fun. I'm a dick sometimes for fun. And I, but if people are speeding I, at night, I'll run up behind them, and they slow the fuck down. You didn't do. You don't drive through Venice a lot, do you? Because the guy in a Crown Vic did that to me one night coming home in a Boxster S. I was in a Boxster S, and he, he chased me down, and I was scared shitless, and then he pulled next to me, and it was a Crown Vic. It's, it was, Are you it's sure? Dark blue. I'm not joking right now, for real. <laughs> I, I, I used to go on the highway. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. It's and not, he laughed, not and outside like, the realm of possibility, yeah, though. It's, it's totally not. Fair, right. yeah, Kyle, think, that's, remember I, I said I thought I had seen you? <laughs> that could be the moment. It was either at Caroline's on it or it was getting uh, pulled over. That's funny. It's, um, it's fun, man. Spike, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having Tell me, Tell everybody what they need to be looking for tonight. Um, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock. Car matchmaker. What's the date? Um, December 9th. It's the same night as That's what tonight. people are listening to right yeah, now. Yeah, they're listening yeah. today. We're recording the day before. Um, it's our special one-hour-long episode with Jerry Seinfeld, Seth Myers, Will Forte, and my brother Wally. Car matchmaker. McGruber. On the Esquire. Oh, I mean Esquire Network. No, the. Just Esquire. Esquire. Oh, I won't say the. Do you get an email Esquire about that? Esquire Network. <laughs> <laughs> does, awesome. does McGruber's Miata have a blah punk in it? <clears throat> you know, oh. Well, Forte does have the original McGruber Miata. Oh, that's, that's awesome. perfect. I for, I'm glad that came up. If I'd I had really forgotten to tell movie. you that, knowing <laughs> how much course. you love it. So we, we, we feature Miata in the show, but it's not that Miata. Right. It's sitting in his garage in Venice. And That's he couldn't awesome. get the garage door open. He said there's something <laughs> wrong with a lock. But I'm expecting a picture someday. That's, That's awesome. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, where can people follow you on like Twitter? Or on anything? Twitter and Facebook. Is it just at, at Spike Firston? Perfect. Spike First and Facebook. Blake, where can everybody follow you on Twitter? At BZ Ron on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Mr. Clapman. At Zach Clapman. Chris Hayes. Well, you can find me at Hayes Data. Perfect. And if you want a podcast, go over to shoutengine.com. We'll hook you up, get you a podcast online. I can't guarantee the quality of what you're going to produce, <laughs> but we'll let you put it out there. For free, right? Yeah. It's for free? Yeah, there's okay, free. <laughs> for free. Uh, and that was episode <clears throat> 85 of the Hooniverse podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker and at the Hooniverse. Uh, keep going to YouTube and uh, liking and subscribing to our, our videos on the channel there. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes, rate and review this podcast. We can climb the ladder and eventually catch up to Corolla and those guys and smack them down uh, the world. And, uh, yeah, episode 85. Spike, thanks for joining us. Everybody else, peace out. Peace <laughs> out.